Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's word, fellowship, and prayer. My name is Eric Phillips, if you don't know who I am, uh, and uh, I'm one of the leaders here in the, the Kaya ministry. Brandon, Pastor Brandon, Pastor Briscoe uh, is on vacation with family this week, okay? So uh, pray for him, pray for safe travels. They're driving down to Colorado. Um, so pray for, they should be on the road as we speak. Perhaps they're listening in right now. Um, and so, uh, you know, just want to pray that that would be refreshing for him and his family uh, and that, uh, yeah, that, that God would keep them. So our topic this morning, we're going to consider prayer. So if you're, if you're visiting, if this is your first time here, this may seem unusual, okay? I want you to come back. Don't judge us based on what happens today, okay? Uh, we, we would normally have a message and uh, we, would, we would, you know, you, you'd hear preaching. But this morning, we want to do something different. We want to really set aside some time uh, for quality prayer, okay? And uh, just to kind of frame the conversation this morning, uh, there's a passage that the Lord laid on my heart over in Isaiah chapter 59. Uh, go over to Isaiah chapter 59. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 15, says, Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh him... Oh, actually, go back to verse 14. Start verse 14. And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. So God is not happy with the state of the situation. Uh, he's saying judgment is turned away backwards. There's no justice. There's no truth. Where's the truth at? It's fallen in the street. There's no equity. Okay, verse 15. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. Okay, so the people that, that would, that might even do right and would depart from evil, they become the victims. They become, they become the ones that are attacked. That's what he's saying. The, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it. And it, displeased him, it displeased him that there was no judgment. Now, here's the, here's the thing that, that God's been impressing upon me. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. You know, as you study scripture, there are, it's a very short list of things that will amaze God. It's, it's not easy to amaze God. But as you study scripture, you find that great faith uh, will amaze God. When, when he can see somebody just put their faith in his word and believe, God is amazed at great faith. Uh, he's also amazed uh, at unbelief. And you see that in the Gospels where it says he could do no mighty works there uh, because of their unbelief. And it says that the, 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 the term that's used is that he marvels at their unbelief. But then God is also amazed at prayerlessness. Prayerlessness says he wondered that there was no intercessor. So the place, the evil that's taking place, and, and God says, and, and he looks around to find somebody that would intercede. Somebody that would be an Abraham. Somebody that would be a Moses. Somebody that would stand in the gap and say, I'm, I'm going to pray because of the evil that's in this place. And, and you don't have to go far in terms of looking at our nation and looking at the world to see the evil that's in the world today. 
And the question that God is, has been laying on my heart is, Eric, are you going to pray? Are you going to be an intercessor? Are you going to pray? And so let's, 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 let's pray this morning. Let's just set aside some time just to pray real quick, just to get us pointed in the right direction. And then I'll walk you through what we're going to do this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. And uh, it, 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 it's a privilege to come into your presence. And, and when we think about just how great you are, how powerful you are, and how magnificent you are, and yet you, you desire uh, to speak with us, Lord, that, that you want to hear our voice, Father, and, 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 and you want to teach us and you want to speak to us, uh, Lord, it's amazing, and, and, and I'm humbled by that. And so uh, we, we're, we're, we're coming here today, Lord, to, to pray according to your will, and so we just want you to get the glory uh, and, and help us to pray as we ought, Lord, and, and uh, you be glorified this morning. In, in Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so we're going to be using prayer via the Old Testament tabernacle. Uh, that's going to be what we're going to talk about this morning. Go ahead and go to the next slide. Okay, so the Old Testament tabernacle, I just want to give you some, some background here. It was a portable or mobile worship center that was to be placed in the center of Israel's camp in the wilderness. Okay, so when they came out of, when they came out of Egypt, they had to make a journey to the promised land, okay? And we understand from Scripture that that journey took them roughly 40 years, okay? So God needed to have a way to meet with them. And so the tabernacle, the Old Testament tabernacle, it was this tent that they could, it was mobile. So they would, they would walk, they would travel for a while, and then when they set up camp, they would set this tabernacle up at the center of the camp. And so you can kind of see this diagram and how on each of the four sides of the tabernacle, um, you have uh, three tribes, and you can see how it got, God designed it so that this tabernacle is at the center of everything that they're doing. You see that? How they're setting up camp and, and, and what the Lord is saying there. So there are pictures and principles that we find when considering the Old Testament tabernacle uh, that we can apply devotionally to our lives. Okay, so now go to, go to the next slide. The tabernacle was the apparatus God chose to facilitate his relationship with the children of Israel in the Old Testament. So he introduced that concept to them while they were traveling in the wilderness. And it was a critical part of Israel's worship until the days of Solomon when they constructed a more permanent temple. And so you could make the case that the tabernacle was the single greatest and most valuable commodity in the entire Old Testament. It was meant to facilitate their, their interaction and their relationship with God. Now, go, go ahead and go to the next slide. Every aspect of its features and its furnishings, they contain a truth that's a foreshadowing and an illustration of New Testament truth. So this is what I love about the Old Testament, uh, is that as you study it out, you find these awesome pictures and illustrations of truth for us in the New Testament. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about seven pieces, of, seven components of the tabernacle and how they relate and they give us a framework for prayer. How they relate and give us a framework um, for prayer. Okay, so go to the next, go to the next slide. So this is, these are the key pieces. So down here, right, this would be like the, the, the gate where you would enter into the tabernacle. So you go into the tabernacle through the gate, you get to the brazen altar, you got the brazen laver, the golden candlestick. Now the tabernacle, I'll say this, it can be divided into three parts. You have the outer court, and you can see that labeled, and then you go into the, the tent itself and you have the holy place, and then you go past that and go past the veil. Uh, only the high priest could do that. And then you're in the Holy of Holies. 
You're in the Holy of Holies. So that's how the tabernacle was set up. And what's interesting is as you study the different parts, as you study the different components, it lays out for you principles in terms of prayer because prayer is how we meet with God. Amen? Yeah, prayer is how we meet with God. Okay, so what we're going to do, uh, actually go here, let's look at this. Exodus chapter 25, Exodus chapter 25, and give you a verse reference to see, so you can see how God was laying this out. So in Exodus chapter 25, he's, he's laying out the, the terms in terms of how he wants the tabernacle to be set up. And what he wants. And then look at verse, we'll start um, verse 17. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. And he gives them the, the, the links thereof. And then he's supposed to make two cherubims of gold uh, of beaten work shalt thou make them. Verse 18. Uh, and he tells them where to place it in verse 19. Makes one cherub uh, on, the, on the one end and the other cherub on the other end. Uh, even of the mercy seat. Okay. And then uh, drop down to verse 21, and thou shalt put the mercy seat above the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And verse 22, here's the key, and there will I, what? Meet with thee. And I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all the things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. It's so easy to miss that, but that phrase, and there I will meet with thee. So you got the God of the universe saying, here's how I'm going to interact with you. Here's how I'm going to meet with you. Here's how you come to me. And it begins with the tabernacle, okay? So we're going to take our journey through the tabernacle. So we're going to start at the gate. Go ahead and go to the next slide. So the gate, and you got a verse here. So the way I set up these slides, and you should be able to download these slides, okay? So if, you, if you're just like, oh, it's moving too fast, I can't get anything. It's okay. Um, you can download these slides. You'll have this as a reference. But we're going to start with the gate. Okay, so Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. So when you come into the presence of God, you want to start by giving thanks, you want to start by being grateful. And what I give you uh, in these passages, Psalm 104, Psalm 105 there, uh, is just a framework. If you're like, I don't really know what to give thanks for, well, you've got, like, I've, got, I've given you a couple chapters, okay, in Psalms to kind of direct you. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to break up into groups of, say, three or four, and just spend time giving thanks to God, okay? So we're just going to have a season of prayer, break up into groups of three or four, and we're just going to spend time giving thanks to God because he's so good. And then after a season of prayer, I'm going to call us back and we're going to keep moving through the tabernacle. Let's pray. And Lord, we thank you for... Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Lord, we thank you that we can come into your presence. And uh, Father, just thank you for waking us up this morning. Um, so often we can take just the little things for granted, but Lord, there were some that, that couldn't get out of bed this morning. And yet we're able to get up in our right minds and, 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 and come to church, Lord, and, and we can gather freely and, and worship your name and call on you and, and give you praise. And so we just want to thank you for um, your new mercies every day, Lord, your blessings. Thank you for our health, Father. Thank you for how you've provided uh, Lord, thank you for tough times that you use to mature us. 
and to grow us and make us more like you. Thank you for um, the family that you've given us here in this local church, Father. Thank you for how you've kept us, Lord. And uh, we pray you be glorified in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, so if you're, you're in terms of the Old Testament tabernacle, so you enter through the gate and you give thanks. And then if you're, if you're going into the tabernacle, the second thing that you, immediately the thing that you notice after coming through the gate is you notice the brazen altar. You notice the brazen altar. And so altars are for sacrifice. And so as you come into the tabernacle, you, you, you're confronted with this reality that something has to die in order for you to be right with God. Something had to die. And so you, you, you go through the gate, you, you, you see the brazen altar, and you see these animals, these innocent animals being sacrificed. And we know that that was a picture, a foreshadowing of the sacrifice of Christ, that it was necessary for Christ to die. He was a, a blameless, the, the Lamb of God. And he had to die so that we could have right fellowship with God. And so your verse reference here, 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And so it's at this section of prayer where you want to remember the sacrifice of Christ and what he had to give up so that you could have life. And in doing that, your response, your response Romans 12, 1, right? To, to present your body uh, unto the Lord. It's, a, it's your reasonable service. To present your body a living sacrifice unto God, it's your reasonable service. And so this next section of prayer, uh, we're going to focus on that. We're going to focus on acknowledging the sacrifice that Christ made, what God had to give up to secure salvation. And then in response to that, there should be a yielding that takes place where you say, okay, God, so in recognition of your sacrifice, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my life. That includes my heart, my mind. It includes my eyes, my ears, my thoughts, my emotions, my hands, my feet, my everything. They're all yours, and I surrender them to you. And so let's spend some time in prayer focused on on the meaning here in terms of the brazen altar. So go ahead and break back up into groups. Let's hit it. (laughs) Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for sending your son. And we thank you for his sacrifice, Lord. Uh, I'm just reminded in the garden, Father, as he considered the weight of what was getting ready to happen. And he said, you know, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt, Lord. And, and, and Hebrews tells us that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and, and the shame, Lord, and, 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 and was obedient unto death. And so I just thank you, Lord, for uh, the sacrifice of your son. And, and Father, help us in response to that sacrifice to, to, to be willing to, to give up our lives as a, as a reasonable service, Lord. It's only reasonable. You gave everything to secure our salvation And we could never truly repay you for that. But it's just reasonable that we would give our lives. And so we thank you and pray that you strengthen us, Lord, to yield um, to you in in every aspect of life. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so you you, you pass the the brazen altar, and then you move to the, to the, uh, the brazen labor. 
okay? And this is a place of washing and cleansing. And, and the labor was actually, it was a watery basin where the priests were required to come and to wash their hands and their feet. If you think about it, they're out in the, the, the wilderness walking around, your feet get dirty, your hands get dirty. Uh, and, and so there, there's a need to, to, to prepare themselves before going into uh, the actual tabernacle, to, before going into uh, the holy place and, and, and obviously particularly the, the, the holy of holies. And so now what we understand, because we just passed the, the, the brazen altar, is that there was a sacrifice for your sin. Okay, so this isn't about uh, washing and cleansing because you're, you're asking to be saved again or you, every time you pray you're doing that. But the reality is when you accepted Christ, all your problems didn't disappear, did they? You still have things that you're working through, sins that you are struggling with, that, that those sins, right, being the things that, um, that he died for to set you free from, um, they're, they're still a struggle. And so there is a need for, for confession, uh, just like those priests and just walking through life would get dirty, their feet would get dirty, we get dirty just, just walking through life, okay? And so there's got to be a time where you, you come before the Lord and, and you acknowledge um, what's going on in your life and, and you confess sin. And, and so First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, and, and you repent, which means you turn around, you turn away from it. You turn away from it and, and uh, purpose to, 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 to follow in righteousness after the Lord. Now, I debated on if I was going to break you up into groups on this one. I said, okay, but what we're going to do, I think this is better for individual time, okay? I don't want you having to, like, share your deepest, darkest, whatever, uh, with perhaps strangers. Uh, if you want to grab somebody, you can. But otherwise, let's just spend some time individually before the Lord getting real and getting right, Okay. And, and acknowledging what's going on in our hearts and confessing. Can we do that? All right, let's do that. Heavenly Father, Lord, you are, you are so good to us. And, and uh, Father, we know that you died to, to, to set us free from sin. It, it's so destructive, Lord. And, and I think perhaps I don't, uh, we don't at times fully understand, Lord, the cost of sin. Um, and um, so, Lord, we, we just humble ourselves before you, acknowledging um, the ways in which we, we have fallen short. And we thank you, Lord, because you are rich in mercy, you're rich in love, and you're rich in forgiveness. And, and, and Father, you're worth being right with. Uh, and so giving up whatever we need to give up, casting down whatever we need to, to cast down, turning away from whatever we need to do, I pray that you'd strengthen us to do that, Lord, um, that we would not... Uh, choose to live in bondage, Father, because you, you, you've done so much to, to make a way for us to live in freedom. And so we just acknowledge uh, our need for you, Lord. Um, if there's anything that's, that's, that's not pleasing to you, Lord, we, we confess it and uh, we forsake it. Uh, and we pray, uh, Lord, that you get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so it's after you, you pass the, the, the brazen labor that you move uh, into the, the, the holy place. And so at this point, you go into the holy place, and what you'll notice on one side uh, is you'll see the golden candlestick, okay? Uh, and obviously, a candlestick is for illumination. Illumination. It's, it's providing light, all right? And so you see here in Psalms 139, the psalmist says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. Know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so at this point, 
Uh, and you can see I've outlined it here. The key, you want to invite the Holy Spirit to search you and to teach you. God, what are you trying to say to me? What are you saying to me? What do you want to show me? Uh, I'm here. I'm ready. Uh, I want you to reveal truth. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because sometimes I think we can find ourselves in a position where we're not even expecting to hear anything from God. When God wants to speak, he wants to teach. He wants to illuminate our eyes, open our eyes and, and open our hearts. And so this is going to be a prayer. Uh, and you'll pray this in groups where you're just inviting the Holy Spirit to have his way in your life and to teach you and to guide you. So let's break up into groups of three or four and let's, let's invite the Holy Spirit to do a work in our lives. And Lord, we do thank you that you give us the Holy Spirit to illuminate our eyes. Lord, you don't want us to live in blindness. And uh, all too often we can find ourselves, even as, as Christians, Lord, um, allowing ourselves to be blinded uh, by the lust of our flesh. And so, Lord, we just invite your spirit to, to do a work in our lives. If, is there anything that you want us to, show, to see, Lord, that you want to show us? I pray you help us to be sensitive to what you're saying and what you're doing, Lord, where you're, how you're guiding us, uh, how you're directing us. Teach us and guide us, Lord. We, we, we want to follow your, your, your perfect way, your perfect plan for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so it's on the opposite side as you're in the holy place. Uh, on the opposite side, you will find the table of showbread. And so the verse passage, the, the verse reference that I want to focus on here, Jeremiah 15, 16, I love what he says. He says, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So he finds God's word and, and, and he eats them. He sees the, the value of God's word. And then look at Job 23, 12. Job 23, 12. Job says, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I've got to have your word more than anything else. That's the hard attitude here. And so this time of prayer, we're just going to acknowledge our need to be satisfied alone in Christ and satisfied alone uh, by the word of God. And, and the world can, can, can present you with so many different alternatives to that, doesn't it? Other ways that, that the world will try to satisfy you, but it only leaves you empty um, and, 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 and in a place of depravity. And so let's spend some time in prayer just acknowledging uh, our need for the word of God and the preeminence of the word and, and asking God to, to, to help us um, to be only satisfied in him. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, we need your word, Father. Uh, we need your word to saturate our hearts and our minds, and, and your word says that the word of God is quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And, and so, Lord, we just pray uh, that we would be a people that would be only satisfied in you, that your word would be the thing that we're seeking in the morning, Father, that your word would be the thing that we're seeking at noon and, and at night, Lord, that we would just be in a desperate pursuit of you. Uh, and, and that anything that, that, that's getting in its way, that's vaunting itself uh, against uh, your word in our lives, Lord, that, you, that we'd cast it down. Uh, we want you to be exalted. 
Uh, we want you to be enough, Lord. You are enough, and, and I just pray that you'd help us to live that out. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so after you um, move past the table of showbread, you move to the altar of incense. And so um, this, this altar of incense, the, the, this pictures uh, the supplications, the prayers of the saints. So 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. So this, um, this is the time um, where we would acknowledge or we would, we, would, we would bring our supplications to God. And I think actually... I didn't switch the key here. That was the key from the last one, okay? So I'm going to tell you what the key is. The key is your prayers, okay, in terms of supplications for the lost. If there are needs in your life, this is the time where you're going to do that. If there are things going on in your life that you need to bring before the Lord, uh, situations with your career, situations in university, situations uh, with your family, and certainly praying for the lost. This is a time where we want to do that. You want to bring your cares before the Lord. And, you know, it's... it's um, the, 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 the hymnist had it right. Uh, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus. And, and, and he talks about how we, we, we so very often carry around needless burdens because the invitation from our Savior is to, to cast it, to bring it to him, right? Uh, you know, is there something you're worrying about that you need to surrender? This is a time to do that, okay? So let's just take some time uh, and, and, and uh, cast our cares on him. So get back in groups of three or four. We'll just take a couple minutes to do that, and then we've got one more stop, and we'll, we'll be done. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that um, in Hebrews you command us to come boldly into your presence, that we can uh, find help, Lord, at the time of need, at the throne of grace. And so, Lord, we do come into your presence and ask that you would move, Lord. I pray for the lost in our lives, Father, that you give us open doors to share the good news of Christ, Lord. I pray for those that may have needs that are, that are sick, uh, Lord, uh, that have needs in their family and, and their jobs. Father, we, we, we trust you because we know that despite whatever goes on in our lives, Lord, nothing surprises you. Uh, and because you, 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 see the, you, you see the end from the beginning, Lord, you've already made provision. And we can trust in that, that you are a perfect father, and we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so after the altar of incense, then you would move into the, the, the most holy place or the holy of holies, okay? Um, this is where you find the Ark of the Covenant with the mercy seat. And, and this is the place where, uh, the, the particular place where God told, uh, told uh, Moses that, hey, this is where I'm going to meet with you. And so this is a place of, place of, of worshiping and fellowshipping. And so I, I have this verse reference for you. You see in Isaiah chapter 6, uh, he comes into the, the, the presence of the Lord. And so he says in verse 3, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And, and if you just read the entire passage, you can see he sees the seraphims, and they're saying, holy, holy, holy. But you drop down to verse 8, and he says, what does he say? Also, I what? I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, here I am, send me. And so there's got to be time in, 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 in prayer where you're, you're, you're listening for God's voice. You're crying out, but you're listening because you want to hear from him, okay? And so the way we're going to conclude uh, this time of prayer is I'm going I'm to uh, ask that you, 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 you get still before the Lord. 
Uh, and you can use Psalm 27. I give you the, the passage there as a, as, a, as a point of reference or Isaiah chapter 6. But just get still before the Lord um, and, and speak to him and, and respond to anything he may be prompting you to do. Okay, so we're going to c- conclude with just individual time before the Lord. Um, and then uh, we'll go on from there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time um, that we could just set aside to, to meet with you, Lord, in, in recognition that you want to meet with us. And all too often, Lord, I've been guilty of um, just not making enough time uh, to spend time with you and to, to call on your name. And so we thank you for this, Lord. Thank you that you, you, you do, you are God that answers prayer and that you want to show yourself strong, Lord, on our behalf, uh, if we would just humble ourselves uh, and, and cry out to you, Lord. So we thank you for this time. Um, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going we're gonna to wrap up. If we could have the worship team go ahead and come back up. Um, if you are here today and, and maybe you're thinking, you know, man, I don't know if God hears me because I don't know if I know God. Um, I, I want to ask that, you know, as the worship team um, begins to, pour, uh, to play, that you, that you come forward and talk to somebody. I can remember hearing a similar message, being challenged with the fact of, do you know that you have a relationship with God? Right? It's more than just, it's not just like following rules. That, that doesn't, that, that's not a relationship. Do you know that you have a relationship with God? Can you say with 100% certainty that he's your father? And how do you know that? And if, and if you have any question about that, let's get that corrected this morning. Okay, let's, uh, we'll have people, counselors standing here at the front. Uh, if you have need, if you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, but there's something else that, that maybe perhaps God has revealed to you that you need to get right, this would be a great time to do that. We're going to have people down here front, uh, in the front that will pray with you, okay? So if you, if you, if you want to know the Lord, you come forward. If you have an issue and you want somebody to pray with you, uh, you come forward as well. So go ahead and stand, and we're going to close in worship. today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple-making ministry, please visit our website at caya.live.